Gradually helping us even to respond to him. You know, it's not you know easy to respond to 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 another life. It's not easy to respond to another life because the 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 heart is always comfortable in the life which it has gained. Right? It's always comfortable in the life it has gained, and to to take to take that soul out out of that place is a very is a difficult task. Everyone knows that it's a difficult task, but they are not. Uh, they are not. They are not helpless against it. They have all. The, they have what it takes to move a soul, to change the habitation of the soul. Uh, they have what it takes. Uh, they just. They just need our help, small, because our help is needed. Without. Without us, they will just keep giving and giving and giving and okay. Can you please just you know see we have all we can do. We have done all we could. Can you just respond? Yeah. Just respond like just in faith of mustard is enough. Just that little is enough for us to work with. Amen. Yeah. And heaven will continue to help us yeah. so that we can continue to yield and yield and change yeah. into into his uh, uh, or let's use into into the, the tree of righteousness. We grow up into a tree. Of righteousness, Amen. Mm-hmm. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. You know, this morning I've been searching my heart. I said, God, what do you want us to do? I don't have, I have no clue. You know what we're going to do today. You know, it's you that always speak. You know, sometimes you might just have a, a sense, even though you don't know what you. But sometimes a sense, but sometimes it's just no sense at all. And it's just you know, but we have to walk by faith again. And walk by faith and faith and walk and walk and walk and walk until the faith show. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. And one of the things that heaven has been speaking to us in my heart, and I've been, I've been waiting. I'm like, ah, God, but you know why? You know when they started talking about, you know, waiting and coming into the the receiving of Christ. In my heart, personally, I'm like, ah, Father, is this is this one not to? Is this? Because this one is foul, foul, foul. The journey is foul. No, but I realize that they won't be saying it if we are not close. They won't be saying it if we are not close, if we are not nearing it. And you know, sometimes one of the things that we we usually have to fight most of the time is the is I'll use the word is the, is the spirit of antichrist that that loves to speak to the soul. You know, that spirit is always warring against movement in the spirit. Yeah. And the reason is that, what I mean by the spirit of Antichrist, let me use the word, what I mean by the spirit of Antichrist is the, uh, you know, the, the wrestling against, the wrestling against uh, living Christ in the flesh. 
That's that's the spirit of Antichrist. The spirit of Antichrist, what it was against is Christ. You know, that it's possible to actually live Christ in the flesh. And that's one of the lies Satan used to, you know, to lie to our mind most of the time. You know, most of the time, when you are, when you are hearing, you know, words, sometimes like, Father, man, is this thing even possible? Where am I here? Maybe, if what you're saying is, maybe me, I'm far behind, you know. Our man used to journey and go in different places and all that, you know. But it's not so. Heaven is showing mercy. The fact that heaven is saying it means that, uh, you know, Men are men are getting things done. For 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 heaven to just open means a response has taken place. For heaven to begin to you know, speak more of the higher calling, amen. And if that if that has taken place, that means that we too will, you know, of course, God will give us grace to respond, amen. And so we should not. Uh, and I think, let me just, I think that's one of the reasons why, you know, sometimes we used to, we used to, we used to think maybe something is too high, you know, ah, Father, this one is too high, I don't understand. Honestly, it's not, it's just, it's not that, even though our mental mind may not comprehend, but our, our spiritual mind is not oblivious to those things that heaven is saying. Now, it may not, it may not add up now, but for sure, uh, in the fullness of time, Things would come together, and they begin to form, uh, form a stature in the soul. One of the things I realized is, when God is raising stature, sometimes you know the way our mental mind would think of it is okay. When God is raising stature, you have to go like this, and then add to it, and then you know we add one plus one. That's the way the mind thinks. But heaven does not do one plus one. What heaven do is line upon line, precept upon precept. Here a little, there a little, right? And here a little, there a little means there are so, there's something in between. So if it is here, there, here a little, there a little. So there, there, there's, a, there's a boundary they are working with. And inside that, they are, they are learning to remove things, add things. They know where to lay the lines. They know where to uh, put the plummet. You know, they know where to just add things together. And what we realize is in the fullness of time, those things will come together. And now we realize that, oh, wow. So we have been raised to some degree. Ah, thank God, though. I didn't even know this was there. Sometimes some things that we might have thought that we don't even understand, in the, just maybe in the twinkle of an eye, you know, like they are saying, and the last strong, in the twinkle of an eye, which shall be changed. So also is actually the coming of Christ in the soul. Right? It's also the coming of Christ. That one that they are talking about that we are going to see manifest physically is actually a type of what is already happening in the soul. Right? It's already happening in the soul. And I believe what, whatever was you know, beginning to speak to us about is they were, they were talking about you know, growing up into a state where we can receive the coming of Christ. Of course, uh, the soul has already started receiving Christ the moment the soul's eye is enlightened. But it's just Christ in a measure. And the reason for the opening of sight is actually to receive Christ. To receive Christ. The opening of sight is to cause the soul to begin to come into the receiving of Christ. That's actually how Christ would come into a soul. The way Christ comes into a soul is by understanding. If Christ does, if, 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 
how do I put it? If Christ, if the eyes is not open, the soul can't see Christ. If you look at that, um, that, man, that manifestation of the coming, right? That manifestation of the coming and say, every, and every eye shall see him. That's, that's also a coming. Behold, he cometh with cloud, and every eye shall see him. I believe, I'll read this Revelation chapter 1, I believe. Uh, from verse uh, 7, right? It said, Behold, he cometh with clouds, and every eye shall see him, and they also which pierced him, and all kindreds of the earth shall wail because of him, even so, amen. So you see, this, this is, uh, I believe, the, the salutation of John. Uh, in the beginning, was, you know, there's that salutation, but then when he continued, in verse 4, he said, John, to the seven churches which are in Asia, grace be unto you and peace from him, which is, and which was, and which is to come, and from the seven spirits which are before his throne. He said, and from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness, and the first begotten of the dead, and the prince of the kings of the earth, unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood, and hath made us kings and priests unto God, and his father, to him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Say, Behold, he cometh with clouds, and every eye shall see him, and they also which pierced him, and all kindreds of the earth shall wail because of him. Amen. And of course, this, this part, when he's, he's talking about all eyes shall see him, he's also talking about a coming, right? Of course, behold, he cometh with cloud. And one, if, one of the things that, uh, if we just look, in, look, look into the atmosphere, what we we'll begin to see that this is actually a season of Christ's coming. Mm. We're actually in a dispensation of the coming of Christ. Christ is already coming, right? Because I know many, know many souls, uh, our heart, we're always, there's, that, there's always that last day in our mind about the coming of Christ, right? And then everything we're just doing is okay. Okay, well, let me just do good. Let me just do good so that by the time, if Jesus comes today, let me make heaven, Right? So our, our goal has always been around, let me just manage, do, let me try and do good so that I can make heaven, right? But of course, there are souls that will fall before that particular one. So what will not happen to them, right? But I know there's also a part of the period where we begin to console ourselves, say that the, and the dead shall arise, you know, the, the ones that are asleep, they shall arise, you know, to meet them in the cloud. Of course, there's that aspect, but if you want to, if you want to notice that that isn't really... I won't put too much too much effort or even into you know that kind of waiting in the sense that if it's all about that, that has already happened in a measure. I say in a measure meaning you know when Jesus rose from the dead, there's an account that is it five five hundred or five thousand? I think five hundred rose up with him from the grave. And so when he rose up, it's not only graves broke open, people were where people were seeing the dead, those are the ah, what's happening? Day to day, they came alive, they came back, right? So that, that's also a form 
of resurrection, but that it, that in itself is not the 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 end, right? So after that, Christ began to you know, talk with the uh, disciples, the apostles, and then he began to you know, talk to them. And then after a while, he decided to then go. Then what happens? Then he was caught up in the cloud. Right? He was caught up in the cloud. And as they were looking, they, and then the, an angel appeared to them and said, See, this is him, Christ, you see. They will say, When you see him going up, you shall also see him coming back. It's when he's coming, right, with the host of his angel, you, you will see him. So when Re- Revelation is saying, Behold, he cometh with cloud, that's also in line with that, because there will also be the physical coming of Christ, right? Even with the physical coming of Christ, there's also the 1,000 years reign of Christ. Abby? So even in all these things, if you want to just look at it naturally alone, you won't, you won't see much of a need for the soul to be raised. Right? If, you, if you just look merely at that, because of course the soul can just chill, does not have to change, does not have to do anything, just keep trying to do good, and trying to do what you can do until you know, he appears in the cloud. And if he doesn't have like that, and then you, the body falls, and then at his coming, you are so happy. And in a sense, you know, I'm, I'm still looking at that in a sense, because if you look at it, really, when, it's, when, when a man dies, right, he's, he's not dead, 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 right? When a man dies, the soul, the spirit, the soul, they are still much, much, much alive is a spirit. Man is a spirit. What has just fallen is just the body. Just the body that has fallen. And, but you will also pick up the body at some point. Amen. Mm-hmm. But to not digress, let me just quickly just you know, go still to the point of him coming, right? Because that's, the very, that's, the, that's very important for us in the sense that uh, the 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 demarcations of his coming is not uh, it's not always it's not always you know easy peasy okay you come and receive him okay bye Jesus it's not always like that in the sense that some coming is it's, it's, it's as a result of the receiving of Christ in his soul to some degree that can actually begin to call for others right even though god in his abundant mercy has given resources enough for a soul to receive christ the reason the reason for receiving the comings of christ is to actually build the soul up into the fullness of christ because when christ is appearing to a soul christ does not appear fully to a soul doesn't appear fully because the soul can't take the fullness of Christ at a go. Can't take it. Therefore, they now have to start measuring Christ to a soul, start giving Christ gradually, gradually to grow the soul to a stature that can keep calling for Christ. So when you receive Christ, that reception of Christ is actually calling for more Christ. Right, as I think in that uh, scripture where we read, saying your light will see light. Right, because each each coming of Christ is 
to actually grow the soul. Right? So when Christ, when Christ comes to a soul, it's to enlighten the soul, give sight to the soul, so that the soul can begin to see what it needs. Right? Then it gives the soul the ability eh, to receive Christ that has come. Right? You know, when Christ comes, you can, you can come and you may not receive him. Right? Because it's not even every, it's not every soul that sees the coming of Christ that can take or that can actually receive Christ. Because the coming itself is different from receiving him. Right? There's the coming of Christ and there is the receiving of Christ. But, the receiving of Christ adds up in the soul. From little by little, it adds up to grow the soul. Each, each growth, each growth, then it gets that, each of those comings, which results in growth or edification, at some point, will then begin to result in a state where the soul journeys from faith, right? Faith itself, receiving of faith, is actually receiving is a kind of a coming of Christ. Right? Faith in itself is a kind of a coming of Christ. Hope is also a coming, is a kind of a, a, a coming of Christ into a soul. Right? And each of these each of these actually signifies levels of strength. Levels of strength of Christ in a soul. Right? Each of these is a level of strength of Christ in the soul. And the, the strength in the soul determines, right? The strength in the soul determines how much that soul would, would, have, would have resistance to this world. Let me use that word. We have resistance to this world. Right? You know we need to build resistance, right? You know why? Even though we are growing in Christ, see the, the, the seduction that is in this world, the seduction that is in this world, right, is, 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 ah, how do I, okay, two things I want to say. The seduction in this world is both a high wisdom and also a very enticing wisdom is a beautiful one. Hmm? The seduction in this world is ca- is carved from the perfection of beauty, right? And you know what? You know, you know, beauty actually seduces souls, right? It, beauty is a seduction to souls. Imagine when, when a guy just see one beauty walking around. Just begin to eye. How was that? How was that? The, the, the soul can begin to lust after that beauty. Right? So the, the, the lust in this world, the love in this world is, is carved out of perfection of beauty. That is why it, it is actually intense. And it is, it is hard to resist. When you look at it, in, in different phases, 
right, in different aspects when we begin to interact with the world. In some areas, it's almost as if we are defenseless, right? Whether, 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 whether we, we know Christ, as we are, we are trying to read, we have already lost the battle before we even begin, right? You know, we'll try, 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 but then it's almost as if Satan will just win. Just by the reason of what Satan has engraved in the souls of men, which is not just a mere, uh, it's not just a mere, you know, you know the way you, you trick a child to take biscuit, go and, you, know, you know that one, mm-hmm. that one wears off the moment the biscuit, you finish the biscuit, mm-hmm. right? That take biscuit, go and sit down there. They be okay, take the biscuit, go and sit down there, and then they'll be eating the biscuit. Once the, mo- the moment the biscuit finish, the baby will stand up. And what now come? Don't go. Yeah, come and sit down. Okay, yeah, come take. I'm gonna sit down again. Then you now you need to you now need to keep giving the baby biscuits, 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 biscuits. After a while, you begin. To, you yourself you be tired. You wonder what? How can I do? I can't keep giving this baby biscuits. What can I do to stop this thing? Right? Because the soul is is wearied. So that's not that's not the kind of enticement that Satan has put in this world. Right? What Satan has left in this world is something that can last. Right? It's something that can that like it, mean, it means if you if you leave it to run, right? If you leave it to run, it, it won't stop by itself. It can't even stop by itself. It will actually continue. It will continue. Because that the wisdom that carved the what the wisdom Satan is using, right? The wisdom Satan is using is 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 carved from an everlasting kind of wisdom. Because when you look at where Satan's stature was, is standing, is actually in the everlasting dimension, right? Although it's not eternal life. But is in the everlasting dimension. In that realm, eh, it means that whatever whatever is set can't turn. Right? Whatever is set in that place can't turn. No matter if you like move it, turn it, it will just stay the way it is. In order to escape it, you need a higher wisdom beyond that dimension to escape it. And that's why you'll be wondering why they use the word that we might escape the corruption that is in this world through us. Why do I escape? They used to, why is they escape? What do I escape? Why, why are they saying to escape the corruption? It means that it's even possible for the corruption in this world to actually enslave men forever. It's possible. It's possible for a soul that is born again, not that born again soul would still continue in the life of darkness, although it may not look like that. It will continue until there's a way of escape. You know, you only, you only, you only, you only make escape for where there is restriction, right? You know, all these prison break movies. They say escape. What is escape? It means there's a law binding you, not both a law and also. Um, resources given to bind you to an environment. It means that they need to create spiritual coup and intelligence to come and create an escape. 
you know all those movies we used to watch where they were you know prison break then they'll be communicating in prison hey so this the, the blueprint of this prison is, is that there's a or the, the, the people that are asked they will do their research so we, we know the the blueprint go to the laundry room in the laundry room there's a wall that actually leads to a tunnel we will go on this day 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 create a distraction create a create a, a riot in the prison so that you would destabilize the security the moment you destabilize the security, then we would quickly go and then break the wall in the laundry. So because they won't see you, they will even forget that you are there. Then go there. And then by the time they are trying to resolve the riot, we would have broken you out. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know that the same way heaven is also planning our escape. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because they have to plan the escape. We have to escape the corruption. Because if you, if we, you, you, you can't just walk out of it as if you, know, you are... You know, who, who walks out of prison, who walks out of prison majestically without, without the right? You know, pretty much what Christ is doing for us is actually prison break. Amen. Is it prison break? Yeah, it's prison break. It's jailbreaking us away from a life. It's jailbreaking us away from a life that we are, we are, we are used to. Right? It's jailbreaking us away from that life. And if, if that doesn't happen, we will continue and continue. We will, and it doesn't mean we are, we're not growing in Christ. We are. It doesn't mean we're not growing. We are growing in a measure. We keep growing, right? Just that we've not received enough strength to escape the corruption that is in this world through lost. So they just summarize everything in that book of John. Lots of the other, the first part of life just summarize everything. Corruption that is in this world through lost. Right, so there's that corruption. And that corruption is warring against men day and night. Day and night. Day and night. Day and night. It's warring against men. Hmm? It's warring against and, and the way the scripture puts it is fleshy lost. Hmm? Call it fleshy lost, which was against the soul. I mean flee fleshy well, that? I believe in is it James? I believe it's James. Amen. Amen. Flee fleshly lost, which wars against the soul. Let me, let me see. I think it's James. Let me. I will read, will read scripture a bit. And I'm open today with just just gist. We are just gist. We are talking. Mm-hmm. We are gisting, Abby. Uh, out of the same... Mm-hmm. I believe it's... It's a James. And then flip like we already said. It sounds that James or Timothy. Which was against the soul. Which was against the soul. It sounds like James. Mm-hmm. Let me see. Let me look for it. Amen. Amen. Let me 
look, 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 look. Uh, it's Peter. It's Peter. First Peter 2. 11. Mm -hmm. So first Peter 2, 11. It said, Dearly beloved, I beseech you as strangers and pilgrims, abstain from fleshly lust which war against the soul. Having your conversations honest among the Gentiles, whereas they speak against you as evil doers. So again, I read 11. It said, Dearly beloved, I beseech you as strangers and pilgrims, abstain from fleshly lust, which war against the soul. You know, it's not all fleshly lust. You know, there's not all fleshly lust that is bad in nature. When I say bad in nature, means, you know, we can quickly quickly categorize fornication, adultery, uh, what else? Maybe stealing, maybe stealing. Um, we don't we may not we may not call lying fleshly lust, you know, but it it actually is, right? Lying is fleshly lust. Um, what else is fleshly lust? You know, even let's just let's let's even remove all those obvious ones. I want to now begin to talk about tradition of men, rudiment of this world, right? I'm talking about philosophy, but you won't, you, won't, you won't quickly categorize those as fleshly laws, but they are, right? Because, you know, the moment we just hear flesh, we just think, you know, it has to, it has to do with the body, but not really. Uh, they're talking about the flesh nature, right? They're just talking about the flesh nature, Right? Flesh nature, flesh nature thrives on fleshly lust, right? So what, what it thrives on is lust. What flesh eat is lust. If you, if you put flesh, what it wants to do just by default is give itself to lust. So if there is, if there is flesh nature in the soul, what that soul begins to call for is lust, Right? And and you no, know, just Satan that just wants to defeat and kill, you know, and just try and manipulate every mind. It begins to is the one that begins to separate ad, adultery, fornication, as flesh, right? Because it does not it does not want men to actually know what flesh is. Fleshly lust, fleshly lust. Flesh in itself is a wisdom, is a life that a soul can inherit. When a soul has given itself. To darken understanding has given itself and yield itself to lust, right? What what it gains is flesh. Flesh is what the is what the world gives as reward to souls. Right? So when when a man loves, you know, imagine when you love the world, like you're, you're already lost in the love of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, right? When a, when a soul loves the world, it's already uh, gaining flesh. Right? That's called a fleshly lust. Fleshly lust. How 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 a flesh is built is by lust. When it is built, what it gives itself to is lust. So it's it's all a it's all a a circle of lust edification. When lust edifies, it bets flesh. 
Right. So when, when it, what does it edify? What it gives birth to is flesh. Right? And when flesh is, is begotten, the next step is to establish that by removing it from the eye. You know, the moment, the moment, the moment flesh is established in the soul, the, the person no longer sees it. Why? Because it's, it's, it's now become part and parcel of the soul. They no longer see it, it becomes hidden. Right? Which now will require a higher wisdom to locate it. Okay, so this thing this is where it's hiding in this house. Okay, let's go and find it. Right? And to some degree, that's actually the, the reason eh, for the comings of Christ. If Christ doesn't come to a soul, a soul can't locate where yes, darkness is hidden. Yes, you, can't look, you may have an idea, right? Yes, but you can't locate where it's hidden, where it's hiding. Mm, yes. Right? It will take the, res- mm. the comings of Christ, which a soul receives, mm. to actually locate and unlock yes, sir. those things. Yes. Amen? Mm. It will take the comings of Christ Amen. To unlock those things. There's... Okay. Man, I just want to quickly check uh, a passage. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Let's go to Isaiah Keeping time in mind. So let's read from verse 1. It said, The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord hath anointed me. To preach good tidings to the meek. He had sent me to bind up the brokenhearted and to do what to proclaim to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of prison to them that are bound. To proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God. To comfort all that mourn, to appoint unto them that mourn in Zion, to give unto them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, so the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they might be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he might be glorified. Amen. Amen. You know, most of the time when we read this, this passage, we don't, we, don't, we don't usually associate this with a believer's journey. 
right? And what, what heaven has helped us to, to come into over time is the ability to begin to see into the soul journey, right? Mm. Not before, the body as a whole, we don't, we don't really have insight into the soul. No, we are, we are aware of the salvation that takes place in the spirit. Like we have an idea of what takes place in the body uh, on, the, on the last trump, at the last, at last appearing, right? But we don't, the, for the longest time, we don't really have insight into journeys in the soul. And as we begin to read scriptures, right, we're, we're able to apply it to two, two aspects, the spirit and the flesh. But we're not able to really, really apply it inwardly, which actually made a major, major gap in the salvation journey, right? And how? And the reason for that is when you can apply it to the spirit, of course, if you're a Christian, you can quickly apply scripture to, oh, God save me okay, in my spirit, I'm praying in the spirit. No, you can associate things to your journey in the spirit. You can pray, you can fast, you know, to gain, you know, you know many things men have done to, let's just say to, let's, let's just do what, to keep anointing, right? Keep anointing, grow, you know, there's so many things where the application mostly is Okay, word, pray, you know, different things, activities around that, and then you can apply it to the flesh. How? When we begin to you know talk about the Christian dominion, dominion in the as a, as a as a child of God, what is it? Dominion. Go and take the the corporate world. Um, dominion means a, a child of God is the president somewhere. A child of God is the leaders of uh, industries, uh, leaders of uh, nations. You know, a kind of generation that takes the the community, right? That goal is, if you check, it's really just outward, right? It's not, it's, it's not speaking of end of a spiritual end, right? And this, a, 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 a man is spiritual. Man is, is a spirit, right? That has a soul that lives in a body. Every journey or inheritance or addition in the soul of a man is actually spiritual. There's nothing God adds to you in the in, in the art world, right? That is actually really, really a sense, right, of spirituality. It's not. It's not a sense. It's, and I, I think, well, yeah, I can't remember, but even when you talk about money, money is not, you know, money is not God's, uh, God can give money, right? But God didn't create money. It's actually Satan. Mm. Satan that is Satan's craft. Money is Satan's craft. Mm. Hmm? Money is Satan's craft. And I know many, many people, you know, they, they always just say, okay, money is not bad. It is the love of money that is the root of all evil. You see, they say love of money. Of course, that is true. But that, doesn't, that does not mean that money itself is, a, is, is, is carved or, or made by God's wisdom. No. Money wisdom is not to God's wisdom. Because money, well, think of it. If you, want to, if you want to trace where money came from, just train the, where did the, the wisdom to create money, where did it come from? Simple. That's it. Because what we see really is not, it's not really the intelligence behind it. You know, to trace the intelligence behind what we see, you have to go into the spirit. Okay, how did this thing come about? And the funny thing is, a, do you know that a Christian could actually have thought of money? A Christian... Could have thought of money as in, ah, this, but it doesn't mean 
that it is a spiritual wisdom of God. A born again, somebody serving God. Ah, you know what? How to improve the economy? Let's create a currency. Okay. What is it for? Okay, let's okay, people can be buying and you know exchange different things. Before people didn't you know people didn't use money. They were using trade by butter. Okay, take I'll, okay, I'll give you that, you give me this. Right? They, they were making an exchange. After a while, I'm pretty sure maybe one mind just said, why are we always exchanging? Or maybe, maybe the mind was thinking, how can I give you a meat and all you do for me is come and clean my window? I don't think this thing is balancing up. I think the best way to make this thing fair is to create currency. Then you apply a, a value to some money. When you do that, then perhaps it will be fair. If I give you some money, let me clean my window. If I give, if you give me some money, I'll give you meat. That way, it is equal. Eh? Instead of I give you cow, you give me pot. You know, I'm pretty sure it's a man that doesn't want to be cheated that created that thing. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. Long, long, long story short, wisdom, all these things are what we call fleshy, fle- fleshly, fleshy lust. Mm-hmm. Is a wisdom that comes from worldliness. Anything, anything that's created from worldliness. And you know, worldliness does not mean uh, worldliness is it's not what you just see. Worldliness is a spiritual wisdom. It's just that what you see outwardly is when souls have married worldliness, they begin to express it naturally, right? So the the expression of worldliness in itself is not what you call worldliness. Right, what you see is an expression of worldliness. Of course, when you see it, you can say, "Well, what? Ah, that's just worldliness." Of course, but if you want to really, really trace worldliness, worldliness is a wisdom in the soul. Amen. Amen. And what heaven wants to do, really, is to raise a soul out out of these things, call a soul out of worldliness, right, into being spiritual, right? A carnal mind is a worldly mind, right? And that mind cannot be spiritual. But a spiritual mind is a mind that is beginning to learn Christ. So when Christ begins to come to a soul, then the reason of Christ coming to a soul is to actually strengthen the, the soul, raise that soul above the worldly stature, right? Above the worldly stature, so that that soul can resist the world and per, and per adventure escape the world. Right? And it takes the comings of Christ for that to happen in the soul. Amen. So you see here in Isaiah 61, he said, I'll just read quickly, like I was saying, that you know, we've not been able to identify the part of the soul when we discover it. But this scripture is actually referring to the journey, right? He's referring to the journey in the soul. Amen. I don't, I don't, I, I don't want us to you know, take too much time today because of, because of time, so I'll, I'll speed up so that we can finish quickly. Amen. Why are you smiling? You don't believe me. <laughs> okay. Well, of course, people don't believe me. Okay, so, so the Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord hath anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. So this is Christ. 
They're talking about the person of Christ, right? To preach the gospel, good, preach the good tidings unto the meek. Amen. Now, what Christ preaches to the soul when he's, when he's raising that soul out of worldliness through his comings, right? Is to preach good tidings. What Christ gives to the soul is good tidings. Now, or let me just say, good tidings is what you refer to as the comings of Christ. He said, he has anointed me to preach good tidings. That preaching of good tidings entails Christ coming into a soul. Right? So when Christ appears to a soul, he's preaching to the soul. He's telling the soul, come out of worldliness. How? He begins to open the eyes of understanding of the soul. Begin to show the soul. Let the eyes of your understanding be enlightened so that you can begin to see the worldly stature. If you don't see the world, you can't wrestle against it. You can't wrestle against it. You need to see it to fight it. And part of fighting it or part of seeing it is Christ enlightening the eye. Right? Enlightening the eye so that the eye can begin to see. Both the words begin to see the worldly stature and they begin to see the Christ stature so that it can grow or it can be raised. Amen. Amen. Preach good tidings unto the mix. He had sent me to bind up the broken hearted. Right? He's binding up the broken hearted to proclaim the liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to them that are bound. Right? He's talking about this is actually, he's talking about a, a, a jailbreak plan. Right? If they, want to, if they want to jailbreak a soul from the world, what they need to start giving that soul is good tidings. Now, that good tidings will now begin to bind up the... You know, every heart... Let's say the broken hearted is not... It's not that they're not talking about a contrite and a broken spirit. Hmm? They're not talking about... You know, because you know, that one is what God wants to receive. So they are, he said to bind up the broken hearted. So this, this means men are scattered. Right? They are broken. Men are broken. And they are broken. Because the moment a man moves outside God's life, what that so gains is to be broken down. Right? The moment, what, what binds up a soul is God's life. That's what binds up a soul. Once a soul moves outside that, that soul will begin to what? Disintegrate. That's what begin to break down. Right? When it begins to break down, that's when you now begin to see infirmities. Right? So the removing of infirmities is to bind up the broken hearted. Right? Because they are looking to heal the what? They are looking to heal the sickness in the soul. Right? They want to cause healing to come upon the soul. Now says that broken order to proclaim the liberty to the captives because when the soul is healed, right, healing is taking place. Mm-hmm. That means you are forgiving their sins. Yes. Then it gets to a point. This soul can break out because it comes into liberty. Then this soul then will now break out of this world. So to receive the liberty to them that are captive and the opening of the prison to them that are bound. Because everybody that is in this world 
are held bound. When I say this world, I'm not talking about earth too. Because the earth is not this world. They are two separate things. Right? The earth is not this world. It just happens that people that are worldly are on earth. And because of that, the worldliness gained uh, worldliness gained dominion upon the earth. But worldliness is not the earth. It is actually not bad on its own. The problem is the dominion on the earth. Amen. Amen. So to them, I said to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God. Now this 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 acceptable year of the Lord is actually a season. Eh? <laughs> it's actually what? It's actually a season. It's actually a season that a soul comes into. It, it proclaimed the acceptable year mm. of the Lord. Now, when you are nearing here, mm. actually, you are already nearing the final coming of Christ. Right? Because you are already about to be able to offer acceptable sacrifices. They're talking about a soul that has become acceptable. So, this they are actually outlining the soul journey. Right? So this year, you are, you, are, you, are, you are in the in the season of the acceptable year of the Lord, right? Now, the day of vengeance of God is another season, which is beyond the acceptable year, right? Now, the day to uh, and the day of vengeance of our God to comfort all that mourn, see, see, to comfort all that mourn. These people that are mourning are those that are mourning in Zion. Right, this one that comfort all that mourn, all that to comfort all that mourn. Right, these ones, these souls are beginning, are coming into the last phase of Christ, the fullness of Christ, which depicts the 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 the, the fullness of the coming of Christ to the soul. Right, so Christ must come fully to the soul must come fully to the soul. But it doesn't come fully at once. It comes gradually. That is why we, we have to be raised to the stature, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Imagine, how does a, how does a, how does a soul become Christ? Right? You can't become Christ if Christ has not come. There's only one Christ. When I say there's only one Christ, I mean there's only one part. There's, you can only get Christ from one. One source, and that is He who is Christ, right? You can grow. You know, when we're talking about growing into Christ, that it's not as if you know, you know the way we see it, sometimes we grow into Christ, but it's not as if you just are growing and nothing. You just are no now. The growth is the growth is officiated by receiving substances for growth, right? You have to receive. You have to come into the edification of Christ. Right, they need to supply what you need for growth, and then they now begin to raise the building, raise the building, mm-hmm. begin to raise the building to the point where it's now full. Christ, when a soul has reached fullness, right, the fullness of Christ is also a, a state of Christ's final. There is a marker of final Christ coming to a soul. I say Christ coming to it. I'm not saying Christ is still not coming. There's a marker. There's the physical Christ coming. There's also a coming of Christ. There's a season 
of coming of Christ that ends by the fullness of Christ. That fullness of Christ is actually an end time. You know, it's an end time. End time is not just, you know, um, you know the day that this, the moon will turn black or when the Antichrist will begin to flow. We've come into different seasons of end times. Right? There's been, there's been times where Christ, there's a season where Christ begins to officiate things on earth mm-hmm. and that season came to an end. Mm-hmm. Right? And when you, are, when you are seeing end times, you know, you, you'll be seeing almost the same pattern. You know, end time. You know, when Christ died on the cross, it was an end time. Mm-hmm. It was an end time. When they were killing all the apostles, it was also an end time. Mm-hmm. They were killing, killing, killing. An end time om- signifies almost the, is, is, is a season of death. Mm-hmm. Mm? Yeah. Which, where there has, has to be an end of strength. Mm? There has to be an end of strength in the soul. Right? Now, the reason why, the reason, God, God has to bring end times mm-hmm. in the soul. To end many things. Amen. He has to bring end times to it so that it can end many Amen. things. The reason why we are still wrestling against some things that God has to give is because some things have not come to their end. Amen. And end time does not, end time is signifying the end or the death of a, of, of a life, but also the, new, the beginning of a new one. Right, because when Christ ends the strength of fleshly lust, there's also the life of Christ that that soul will inherit, which is also inheriting uh, Christ, which is also is is a, is a coming, right? Now, because of time, I'm not going to go, but we can read it when you know, on our time. If you go to Matthew 24 or so, and then you you see where uh, you see where the they were. I mean, if I can just read through it, you see what the, they were asking him: What shall, shall be the end, the sign of thy coming? Right? In Matthew twenty-four. I think it was twenty-four. Mm, yeah. In 24 verse 3, it says, And he sat upon the Mount of Olives, and the disciples came unto him privately, saying, Tell us, when shall these things be, and what shall be the sign of thy coming, and the end of the world? And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you, for many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. And ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars, you know, and uh, see that ye be not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nations shall rise against nation, and kingdoms against kingdoms, and there shall be famines. All these are the beginnings of sorrows, and, they shall, and then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted, right? and, shall be ki- and shall kill you, and ye shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. And then shall many be offended, and shall betray one another, and shall hate one another, and many false prophets shall rise, and shall deceive many. Right? Because of time, I'm not going to go much into details here. And whenever God allows us, we can, you know, we'll be able to go into this. But these things, if you, if you look at it with the Google of the soul, 
of what needs to happen in the soul, then you navigate, you will be able to tell you know, the, the, the season of an end time in the soul. Yeah. See, and we, we, we are seeing, do you know that this is an end time? Yes, we are seeing that now because you, be, you, you, you see trails of this even on the earth. When these things happen, they begin to spill over into the natural, right? You see where so they say they will kill you. You shall be hated for my name's sake. These are things that happens to souls that are journeyed in Christ. There's a season where the world, you journey to a point in the spirit where the world will begin to hate you. I'm talking about the world hated me, right? The world will begin to hate you. Why? Because you are disobeying the world in response, as in obedience to Christ. Right? One of those things that we know, you begin to see what in nature begin to rise again. Why? A soul is defined the natural way. Hmm? What they call natural way of life. The soul is beginning to gain escape from the world. When the soul begins to gain escape from the world, the world begins to hate such souls. Right? So for nation shall rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom and there shall be farming. All this is like me, but the end is not yet because these are just the signs of thy, uh, of thy comings, right? So because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. But he that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. Right? The same shall be saved. They're, they're, they're beginning to talk about things that will begin to happen in the soul. Now, they're talking about the need for the soul to hope till the end, right? When the soul comes into hope, now, the, the season of hope in the soul is actually a season of trial. Hmm? Because they want, Satan wants to end that hope. Not just that, God also wants to try that soul. Right? Now, when, when a soul, you know when, when, you know when people are going through trial naturally, right? I mean, that's when they are hopeful. Have you, have you noticed? When a soul is going through trial, they are very hopeful. Those that can't hope anymore, they probably commit suicide or one other thing. But when there's a lot of trial, that's is a season where a soul can either be hopeful or can end their journey. This is also the season where there are many, you will see many antichrist. This is the season where a soul can become an antichrist. Right? A soul that can't, the moment that soul is nearing the final coming of Christ, eh? when it, that's, that's the season of false prophet. You can see them here where they begin to talk about, you know, false prophet. And many false prophets shall arise and shall deceive many. Those are, those are the seasons of false prophet. A soul will come into the season where it begins to hear prophet. Many, why? They will, begin to, they will begin to preach a life to that soul. Both to, uh, what's that word? To depart from the living God. They begin to preach, depart, depart. And no, sometimes false prophets don't necessarily mean, hey, just cut your life and what you know. You know that's all those things that you think you'll be, it will be obvious. You know, you think something. No, it's not that. It's not going to be obvious. It's going to be. It's going to be that, that the wisdom with which this prophet will speak is going to be woven with the same one that the world was woven with, which is perfection of beauty. What's the perfection of beauty? It means it will it will actually be appealing. It actually be appealing to the soul. Mm. It might even appear as, oh, you're not deceiving Christ, or you're not denying Christ. It might even appear like that. You're not denying Christ, or you're just, you know, helping, mm. you know, heaven help those who help themselves. 
you haven't helped those who help themselves. Just no, 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 no. Don't, don't deny Christ. Just, just mm-hmm. add this little. You know, it's okay, right? Because at the season, then they begin to gradually they begin to entice the soul to, and it, it will be so subtle. You know, the way the scripture says, if the elect are not careful, they also will be deceived. I think he also mentioned it here in verse twenty-two. And except those days should be shortened, right? There should no flesh be saved. But for the elect's sake, those days shall be shortened, right? Those they they, they need to cut short that kind of work, right? Mm-hmm. It, it, you see here, Hebrew two was mindful. Say they shortened those days. It means that if a soul is exposed long enough to those kind of seduction, to the, to the voice of the prophet, don't worry. Not long ago, that soul too will draw back. But because because heaven knows, right? Like the scripture says, heaven won't expose you to uh, a temptation you cannot overcome, right? <laughs> they, they will only, heaven is very mindful. They will only just expose such a soul to a short season of trial. Just because this is the season of great tribulation, right? And and every soul will come there. And in all these things, you know that Christ is already coming to the soul. Christ is already coming to the soul, right? He's already appearing to the soul. Amen. Amen. He's already appearing to the soul, so that the soul can gain strength. But as Christ is appearing, as Christ is coming, there is also the need to. Try the soul. Try the seed that that soul has received. And the reason for trying it is not to disqualify the soul like that. Of course, you know, there's some measure. It's not really to disqualify the soul, but to refine the soul. Of course, if the soul can't endure, uh, it may fall away. But God, God, that's not God's intention. The intention is to refine the soul. So that they can make sure that the soul becomes acceptable. Amen. Amen. So that the soul can become acceptable. A soul that still has blame is not acceptable. A soul that still has blame is not acceptable. Anything with blemish, God does not take it. You, you, You see when he was giving instruction to Israel. So when you want to bring a... A lamb. Make sure it's, it's lamb that is spotless. You know, it does not have blemish. Make sure that there is no, you know, no accident, no cut, no wound, nothing. Make sure it is without blemish. It is, it is just perfect. Without blemish means it's perfect. It's perfect for God, so you can offer sacrifice, offer it as a sacrifice, right? And that is, it's also speaking about a soul coming. is a way of, of depicting the perfect nature in the soul. When a soul becomes acceptable, it joins into perfection. A soul that is acceptable to God is a soul that is perfect. Right? And perfect, when you talk about perfection, you're not then begin to talk about charity. You know, perfection is charity. They put on charity, which is the bond of perfection. Put on charity, which is the bond of perfection. All these things are also talking about different states of coming. A soul will receive Christ's coming to the point that it begins to see Christ. Mm. It will then continue to see. It will then continue to receive Christ. Christ will begin to come to the soul. And the soul should be expectant of those comings. Right? And I know we are in a season where God is, is actually pushing us towards the, the acceptable year. Mm. 
He's hmm? pushing us towards the journey. Just keep following. Just keep journeying to the end. Journey to Christ. Journey to Christ. Journey to the end of Christ. Amen. But there are so many things that we need. I know I didn't talk too much about them just because of time, but I, I know we've mentioned them a bit, but as God help us and continue, we will have grace to open them, but it's as we receive grace, amen, but there are things that war against uh, journeying or the, the receiving of Christ when Christ appears. Amen. amen. I'll just read John quickly. John, John, John 14, right? It says in verse 16, it said, And I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, right? That he may abide with you forever. Even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not. Neither knoweth him, because ye know him. For he dwelleth with you, and shall be in you. I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. Yet a little while, and the world seeth me no more. But ye see me. Because I live, ye shall live also. Right? And, and at, at that day, ye shall know that I am in my Father, and ye in me, and I in you. Amen. I'll read Acts verse 17 or 16 quickly. 14, 16. Verse, uh, I read from verse 9, 11 or so, right? Because it's talking about the Comforter. But there's something in that, because that part of the Comforter started from verse 4, chapter 14, I mean. Then it continued to 15. Then in that chapter 16, later, now begin to explain what the comforter will do. He said, I have many things to say unto you, but ye cannot bear them. That's verse 12. Right? Say, but albeit, when he, the spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatever he shall hear, that shall he speak. And he will show you things to come. You see? He will show you what? Things to come. He shall glorify me, for he shall receive of mine and show it unto you. Now, it's saying, shall show you things to come. Those things to come is actually Christ. They are the, and things to come are Christ's comings. Right? And shall show it to you. And things that the Father art are mine. Therefore, I said, he shall take of mine and shall show it unto you. You see? In this chapter 15, that's when he clarified it well, that what is showing you, right, is what he has taken of mine, right? Then later, you now notice, now he began to say, a little while you shall see me, and it's a little while, and you shall not see me, and again, a little while you shall see me, because I go to the Father. Now say, you shall see. That scene is actually signifying a, a, a season of coming, Right? So when you begin to see Christ is when Christ begins to appear to you. Amen. Amen. And then if, if, if we then go to, to Isaiah 40 that we read uh, on Tuesday, and even while praying, right, it's talking about a, it's also talking about a season of the soul that has come to another season of receiving strength. It may say, I'm not saying that those young men, because of time, I'm not going to read, read it, but because of time, but I, I would have, but it's okay. I'm going to help us. It's, it's talking about the young men, right? The youth shall fail, right? And the young men shall utterly fall. 
John shall utterly fall. Meaning that as you are growing, right, there's a, there's a soul called young soul. That's all. The, the nature in the soul is called young man. Right? When he's talking about, and the young man shall utterly fall. So, but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Now, those, those ones waiting are souls that are actually waiting for, to receive Christ's coming. There's a final coming of Christ they are waiting because at that final coming is also also an elevation. Right? It's an elevation into the everlasting phase. When you receive Christ's fullness, you are moving into the everlasting phase, right? Now these souls are the souls that will receive the coming of Christ for to journey further. You know notice that the moment they said they shall renew their strength. Why? Because they are beginning to if, if you journey to this point in the spirit, mm. when you journey here, right, the world has not fully left the soul. Flesh is not fully gone. That is why the young men would shall utterly fall. They can still fall. Right? When, when they, they are weary, they are not yet falling. But there's a point where they can utterly fall. When they utterly fall, there's, there's, they, they are, they, they, before then, they have stumbled at his word. Right? So when they stumble, then they fail. Right? Because Christ is both the rock of offense and the stone of stumbling. Right? So when you hit the stone of stumbling, it means that you still don't, you don't have full strength inside. The full strength has not been built. The start, the, the, the strength required, right, to escape the world fully and move into the everlasting life has not yet fully formed. That's why there's a need to renew the strength because they are waiting. At that point of waiting, they are waiting for the strength to be given. Right? Those souls that are there, they are also, they are also waiting. They are, they are in a waiting state, meaning they are also in a trial state. That soul is being tried. It's being tried. Being tried because they want to re- refine it to be pure as gold. It's also the season eh, where the messenger of the covenant will begin to will suddenly appear. Why? Right? He said, the messenger of the covenant which you, which you seek shall suddenly appear to you. Right? So he said, is the messenger of the how they are seeking, meaning they are waiting. Right, I'll just read it quickly, and that's, that's the last part, so that it doesn't look. That is um, Malachi three, I believe. Malachi three, in it said, "Behold, verse one. Behold, I will send my messenger, and he shall prepare the way before me, and the Lord whom ye seek shall suddenly come to his temple. Shall what? Suddenly. Shall suddenly come to his temple." And I see that that suddenly come. Does it not look almost like the the, uh, the last coming of Christ? Hey, you know, in the twinkle of an eye, everybody shall be changed. You know, yeah. so suddenly. That suddenly is talking about this is the same season of in the twinkle of an eye, yeah. right? In the twinkle of an eye, we shall be changed. It says that who, the the it shall prepare the word before me, and the Lord whom ye seek, these seekers. Are waiters. 
They are the one waiting on the Lord, right? For their strength to be renewed. Said, Lord, whom you seek shall suddenly come to his temple, even the messenger of the covenant, whom ye delight in. Behold, he shall come, saith the Lord of hosts. He what? He shall come. Hmm? Now, sometimes when everyone is speaking, sometimes I'm afraid. My, my, I'm, like, I'm like, what are you people? I don't understand. Though. This thing is fearful to me. Because in my mind, I can't even grasp, okay, God, what are you saying? Right? Because literally what, what Christ was saying is, I have come. I have come. I am coming. It's talking about, it was actually talking about three seasons. He said, I am coming. He said, I have come. He said, I am coming. Right? Which means that we will still come under dispensation of his coming. There are still comings. There, there, there are places where he has already arrived. And there are places where he's still coming. Right? He's the one who was, who is, and is to come. He was, meaning he, was, he has actually came. He came. Who is, is coming. There's a season. Where a soul comes under, where it begins to receive he who is. Which means you are under a season of coming. Right? And then there is there still many of his coming that will still come into. Until we've come into fullness of Christ. Right? So the message which you seek, it shall suddenly come. Right? The Lord whom you seek shall suddenly come into his temple. Even the messenger of the covenant, whom ye delight in behold, he shall come. Right? See the Lord of hosts. Then what, what did he say? He said, But who may abide the day of his coming? Who will abide the day of his coming? And who shall stand when he appeareth? For he is like a refiner's fire and fuller soap. And he shall what? Sit as a refiner and purifier of silver. And he shall purify the sons of Levi, and purge them as gold and silver, that they may what offer unto the Lord an offering in righteousness. See all these things that he's doing to them. Eh? Sit as a refiner, purifier of silver, purifying the sons of Levi. Right? What he's actually doing is he's actually gathering strength in those souls. Right? Exactly what gathering strength. That purification is also for to actually strengthen the soul. Yeah. Right? It's like you are that is, is becoming a tri is a tribe stone that is almost becoming precious. Right? So that's, that's that soul is going through tribulation. And one of the things if you if you notice, one of the reasons for tribulation, right? It's actually to fall things. Right? The reason for tribulation is actually remove things. When God puts souls in tribulation, it's not, it's not okay, go and suffer. No. The reason for tribulation is both to shake the heavens and to shake the earth. How? The reason is there are, there are, that shaking the heavens and the earth is talking about the plains where the soul dwells. Right? Now, there are souls that are earthly. Hmm? There are things inside the day to go through tribulation, through shakings that will still remove. There's some form of purification that will happen to souls on earth, 
And souls that are no longer, no long, not only, because as you are on earth, right? You are on earth, but you are not only on earth. A soul can be on earth, but us is an heavenly soul. But that heavenly soul does not mean that that kind of soul is, is, is perfect yet. You can be heavenly, but not yet perfect. So they need to shake both the heavens and the earth to address two people. Souls that are on earth, that have not even gained heavenly, heavenly elevation. And souls that are both on earth and have a sense of heavenly elevation, they're already moving into the heavenly realms or moving into heavenly places in Christ, but they are not yet perfect. They need to enter tribulations so that powers or that they are dealing with that is heavenly in their soul can be removed. Right? So if there's a time of tribulation that stars were falling, right? They need that soul that is heavenly. They need to shake the heavens so that they can still remove whatever is still impure in that soul. Right? But the moment that soul goes through tribulations, what happens is that soul comes out purified and is pure as fire. Amen. So, and I'll just end there, right? It says, I will ref- I would refine, I will sit as a, in verse, uh, sorry, verse 3, and it shall sit as a refiner and purifier of silver, and it shall purify the sons of Levi and purge them as gold. So these sons of Levi are actually those that have gained access into the heavens, right? Because sons of Levi, right, are sons of priests. Technically, they are priests, right? Because the inheritance of priests lies in them, right? So they are priests. As we read in, uh, you notice in Revelations where you were talking about, he has made us priests and kings unto God, right? Because when a soul journeys and is, 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 uh, it journeys to a priest state, it begins to wait so that it can move into the plane where the high priest journeys into, right? So it waits to become the high priest, right? That says that sons of Levi and purge them as gold and silver and they may offer unto the Lord an offering in righteousness. Now, the reason why they can offer offerings is because they can offer acceptable sacrifices. Right? They've journeyed to the point where that kind of soul can offer acceptable sacrifices. So, the season of this coming, this coming, is actually to they give strength to the soul. Mm-hmm. Yeah? So that the soul can, what, can now mount up with wings as eagles. Mm-hmm. Right? When it mounts up with wings as eagles, you see this mounting up with wings, you'll be wondering where is it mounting up? You know, of course, you might think Zion. Of course, there's a, there's a mountain of Zion, but there's actually also a mountain when you are crossing from Christ into the everlasting state. There's a mountain there. There's a crossover. You need strength to be raised over to go in. Right? Yes, sir. You need strength to what? To go in because they need to move you up. Because this one, you are beginning to move into the water of God, which is going to raise you and move you to begin to learn eternal life or learn everlasting life first. Then from that everlasting, then gain eternal life. So you need strength, right? That place of waiting where they need strength is also a, is a season of the man. You know that man child where as he was born, then he was received, he was cut up. Right? It was cut up to God. This being cut up 
right, is the season where you receive wings. You'll notice that the moment he was born, the mother actually received wings to move into the wilderness, right? It's a season of it's almost waiting. Well, okay, okay, we have, we have journeyed here. Christ is coming. Okay, let's wait. Let's wait for his coming. He's coming. Then when he arrives, strength will be given to the soul to cross over to the next phase of the journey in the soul. Amen. Praise the Lord. I believe God will help us and continue to strengthen us with uh, his wisdom and he continue to help us. Amen. Uh, I think that should be it for today. Uh, the Lord would strengthen us, uh, give us grace to wait and to come into fullness of strength so that we can fully escape the corruption that is in this world. Amen. So he has given us exceeding great and precious promises. So exceeding great and precious promises. Right? Because it's a precious promise that will cause the soul to escape the corruption in the world. Amen. Let's just begin to thank God. Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your kindness. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your mercy. Thank you for all that you have done. Thank you for all that you are doing. Thank you for all that you will do. Thank you, Father, because you are raising us inwardly, even to come into seasons of your coming. Ali Mahal Vesta Forina Mata, Ebrata, 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 Venemoshita, Venemata, Enjute, Ejizani Mata, Ebraviliate, Seniti, Seniti. Etania Castefelima Telisti, Enjute Maria Neste, Elebate Kariman, El Dufarinami, Halmite, Almite, Nemaste, Nemaste, Nemaste Felian, Enjute Elebata Al Dufren, Fatima Nasilia, Etista, in Jesus' name. Uh, I just want us to pray uh, quickly and lastly. I know, uh, you know, heaven has been you know, helping us as we are praying. Uh, there is uh, a need to come into uh, to just come into the 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 season of of uh, receiving of Christ, uh, and this this is actually in if if we look at it just by the teaching, you know, it's almost as if it's a trying state. I just want us to pray that we we'll begin to receive strength to. To be purified Amen. properly, Amen. Uh, that Amen. would go through this 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 season of purification. Metania, because I, I, the Lord has been, you know, over over some time now speaking about purification, and what we were just seeing is just fire. It's fire, you know, season of fire. Uh, heaven needs to put fire to Amen. remove everything Amen. that. May cause us not to be not to become precious. I don't want us to pray that everyone would, would would give so much grace for us to go through this season of fire for to be purified. That we will receive grace to be purified. That heaven would measure uh, many many fires of purification. That will be purified as fire. That will will be purified. By Christ, Christ would come and purify our soul, even to receive the strength, strength, high strength, high strength in the spirit. Malita, Alicalda, Alebestoferina, 
Silemania, Calibeta, Eldor, Elbara, Kistre, Elgisenema, help, help, even to receive strength, to receive strength, for strength to be renewed, strength to be renewed. Elemate, Estinimate, and Duvarkata in Jesus' name. I just want us to pray quickly and lastly that in every aspect that we are in need of strength, for strength to be renewed. No, maybe we are journeying as we are journeying. Or sometimes I would just we just need the strength to be renewed for to journey further. I just want us to pray that heaven will begin to give the renewal of strength that will come into renewed strength. That will come into renewed strength over and over in any aspect, in different areas that we are, we are in need of a renewal of strength. That will come into high strength, renewal, renewal. That will come into the strength of the, our youth to be renewed, renewed like the eagle. Let's just begin to pray. Martina, Martin, every store, every store, every store. Enemate, Kalina, Taste, Banima, Edimata, Edimata, Estenima. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we are prayed. Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for your word. We thank you for oh, as you, what you have spoken to our heart. We ask, Lord, that you would cause this word to increase in us in the name of Jesus. That the word you have spoken, O oh Lord, would increase and prevail in us in the name of Jesus. Father, we pray, O oh Lord, this morning, Parati Elmin Carver that in any way we are in need of strength, that you will renew of our strength in the name of Jesus. And our soul will come into renewal of strength in the name of Jesus. Father, that you will cause great grace to be given to each heart, O Lord, even to, to go through seasons of trial in the name of Jesus. Father, in any way that we are going through trials, that you will measure, measure strength to us in the name of Jesus. Father, O oh Lord, for each and every one of us, O oh Lord, that you will cause us to come into strength, eagle strength, wings. You will give us wings to journey further, to continue in the name of Jesus. Father, in any place, in any way, that continuity in life is being stopped. We ask, Father, that you cause grace to continue to be given to each heart in the name of Jesus. Father, the enemy of continuing, Father, you will remove it from us in the name of Jesus. Father, we pray that the grace to continue into everlasting strength that you will give to each and every one of us in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, because you've answered our prayers. For in Jesus' mighty name we are praying. You dwells between the cherubim, shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim, shine forth.